Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. A shout out to our newest Patreon donors, Jesse from West Harrison, New York, Zoe K. from Bellingham, Washington, Pablo and Rafa from Cheverly, Maryland, Axel and Gage from Arizona, and Carson and Jackson from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. If you'd like to donate to Bedtime History and get access to our 200-plus episodes ad-free, go to BedtimeHistoryStories.com and click on Donate in the menu to donate via Patreon. With it being the holiday season and Christmas here in the United States and elsewhere in the world, we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the popular traditions and try and answer some of the questions we here at Bedtime History have had for a while now. How did Santa get his name and why does he wear a red suit? Today children know the traditional Santa Claus by his red suit, long white beard, and black boots, along with his ability to perform amazing feats like slide down chimneys and drive a sleigh through the sky. The Santa Claus tradition we know today has its roots in the year 280 AD in the country of Turkey. At the time, there lived a man named Nicholas. Nicholas grew up to be very sweet, gentle, and he became a monk, meaning a man who is very religious and does not marry. He was very kind and used to give secret gifts to children, the sick, the poor, and the needy. He was also called Nicholas the Wonder Worker for his miracles he was believed to perform. His popularity spread through the lands, and in time, he became the most popular saint in Europe. He became known as the patron saint of children, students, singles, sailors, storekeepers, and others. The Dutch called him Saint Nicholas, or Sinterklaas for short, and they honored him with a feast day every December 6th. This day also became a very lucky day to get married or buy gifts. Through the centuries, Dutch emigrants arrived in the U.S. and continued to celebrate Sinterklaas, so other Americans started to do so too. Early paintings of St. Nicholas show him in a long red or burgundy robes with gray hair, a long beard, and a mustache. The traditional modern-day St. Nicholas, or Santa Claus, still loves wearing red clothes, a long beard and mustache, performing miracles, and giving gifts to people around the world. The next question, what is a manger? Have you ever heard the Christmas carol, Away in a Manger? And did you ever wonder what they meant by the word manger? When I was a child, I used to see illustrations of Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus in a stable. I thought a manger was another name for a stable, barn, stall, or shed. I was really surprised when I learned that the word manger in the Bible actually meant an animal's feeding box or trough. I guess I thought away in a manger meant away in a barn. I didn't think it meant away in a feeding box, 
but I've also seen references to manger, meaning an outside penned area to a house or inn, which is filled with straw for animals. So who knows? Maybe it can mean the feeding box or the feeding area. The next question, what is figgy pudding? Have you heard the popular Christmas carol, We Wish You a Merry Christmas? One of the lines in the song says, now bring us some figgy pudding. So what is figgy pudding? If you're like me, I thought it was a squishy pudding, like chocolate pudding or rice pudding, but it's actually a cake, a steamed cake, and contains figs or raisins, plus honey, ginger, raw beef, or sheep fat, and sometimes wine or rum. It was very popular many years ago in Europe, but it's not a popular dessert these days, at least not in the U.S. Have you ever eaten figgy pudding? If so, I'd love to hear from you and learn what you think about it. The next question, what does wassail mean? Here in the U.S., some towns and cities hold a wassail celebration involving parades with horse-drawn sleighs, marching bands, music, dancing elves, a visit from Santa Claus, and lots of food. But what does wassail mean? In the olden days in Europe, people used to say the greeting, wassail, meaning be well, while holding a cup of spiced apple cider. This tradition started as a celebration of a good apple harvest. Wassail can also mean the drink, a mulled spice cider containing apples, eggs, brandy, sugar, and oranges, plus a slice of toast on the top. That sounds delicious. Maybe our listeners can tell us if they've ever tasted wassail and if it still comes with toast. Also, let me know if you still greet friends saying hell. What are sugar plums? I'm sure most of us have heard the famous poem and story called Twas the Night Before Christmas. In that story, the children dream of delicious sugar plums while waiting for Santa. And in the famous Christmas ballet, The Nutcracker, there is a dance of the sugar plum fairies. But what is a sugar plum? If I had to guess, I would say it's a plum sprinkled with sugar. But no, it's actually a nut, seed, or kernel covered with layers of golden hardened sugar, like our Tootsie Roll Pops without the stick, and with a nut inside instead of a gooey chocolate. Are sugar plums still popular where you live? If so, I'd love to hear from you. So why do we put up a Christmas tree? There are many stories about this tradition which started in Europe centuries ago. People would celebrate the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, December 21st or 22nd, by putting evergreen boughs in their homes. These were cheerful decorations during the long winter days when they spent a lot of time inside. They would use boughs from pine, spruce, or fir trees because they stayed green all year long. Plus, they have a wonderful smell. As the years went by, this tradition spread to more cities and became more popular. Starting in the 1400s in Germany, they put whole trees inside their homes instead of just boughs and decorated them with apples, berries, gingerbread, pretzels, wool string, and straw decorations. This tradition became so popular that by the 1500s, one German city had passed a law stating there could only be one Christmas tree in each house. But the big moment that started the Christmas tree tradition around the world was when Queen Victoria of England and her husband, Prince Albert of Germany put up a Christmas tree in Windsor Castle in 1848. An artist captured this moment and made a sketch, which was then published in London papers. This sketch soon spread across the globe, 
And that is how people all over the world started putting up Christmas trees in their own homes. They saw the queen do it and thought, hey, this looks fun and it's pretty too. Immigrants from Europe also brought this custom to the U.S. and helped it gain popularity through the years. I know I love putting up a Christmas tree in my house every year. What about you? And here is another fun fact about Christmas trees. Which do you think is more popular now, real Christmas trees or artificial, meaning fake ones? Where I live in Arizona, we see a lot of Christmas tree lots selling live trees. We watch Christmas movies showing people looking for the perfect Christmas tree and the misadventures they have getting it on top of the car, driving it home, and lugging it into the house. Maybe they smash a house window or find a live squirrel on their tree or a burst into flames. And what a mess of sap and needles everywhere. Did you know that as of 2018, there were around 95 million U.S. homes putting up trees and only 18% of those were real trees? That means 82% of U.S. homes use artificial trees. What about your home? Do you put up a tree at Christmas time? If so, do you use a real tree or an artificial one? So what do you think of those Christmas questions and answers? Did you learn something new? I know I sure did. Who knew Christmas had so many special foods and amazing history? I wonder what Christmas will be like in the year 3000. Do you think we'll still be putting up trees or will there be new traditions? If you could start a new Christmas tradition, what would it be? I would love to hear from you and learn how you celebrate the season. If you want to share, Click on a link in the show notes and tell me what you do with your family and friends during the holiday season. With your parents' permission, share your tradition, your first name, and your country, and you just might hear your name and story featured in a future episode. Whatever you do and however you celebrate, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season with family and friends. My family and I wish you the merriest of holidays and a happy new year.